0: Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. I'm here at KombuchaCon in Long Beach, uh, the uh, first full day of the conference, and I'm with the two founders of Brooch uh, Flavorings, Arturo and Brendan. How are you doing, guys? Pretty good so far, it's been great. Yeah, I'm great, glad to be here.
1: This is our second KombuchaCon. Uh, we we came to KombuchaCon last year. I got my signed copy of um, of Hannah's book. Yeah. I had already read it and I'd already spilled plenty of kombucha on it at home so I got a new edition that's nice and clean and and uh, up on the shelf with the signature. So. Yeah,
0: that's the bible of the kombucha I'm industry yeah. in a way. So tell me now Brooch, uh, I'm a home brewer and I I know I bought one of your little vials of, kind of flavorings a few years ago now but I think you've now changed and upscaled and so tell me the basic what what is Brooch? What do well, you what do you
1: I would say uh Ian, since you did have an early edition, um, we have been developing a flavor system for kombucha, and we we wanted to first learn about how kombucha, what, what the needs of kombucha are as a beverage. Um, we're in the we have other uh, flavor industry. We, we our company has about two hundred different flavors. However, with kombucha, we only have I believe we have eight right now. And so, well, 12. Okay, 12. Sorry. It came up a little short. But we wanted to start with what are the qualities that a kombucha brewer would want and pick the most critical person in that, uh, in that community, which would be a DIYer. You know, the most authentic, home-brewed, probiotic kombucha, the living kombucha. And what would we, if we could make a product that would make that person happy, um, we think that that would go upstream to the commercial side as well. And it, as a flavor company, truly, really, we, we, we want to sell gallons and barrels of flavor, because that's the, I mean, we have to, in order to to make the numbers, because um, flavor is very low margin product, but it has to be, it, it gets used in very large volumes when you're talking about, uh, you know, thousands of gallons of, of finished goods. So, so from our perspective, we're like, okay, how can we make this DIY product work? Uh, in a way that then would be scalable, uh, to the larger commercial market that's here at the show. Um, so about two years ago we started, I started brewing my own DIY as a base to start testing flavors. And we, we had some problems. Um, a couple things. The primary problem is just getting a good emulsification of the flavor into the kombucha. So that means, so that the flavor molecules are very lightweight. They like to sit on top of something. Um, and it, you don't want to open up a, a can or, a, or a, a bottle flipper top and all of a sudden the flavor just rushes into your face. It's shocking, it, it's it's harsh, and then it doesn't last. It doesn't taste right. So solving that problem for kombucha was, was kind of one of our main things we've done in the last year. Um you would you have anything to add to that? That part of our, uh, testing and process?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, part of it was just to make sure that we were developing flavors for kombucha. And what that means is flavors that, uh, will benefit this scoby that will not yeah. damage this Kobe. And we know, we all know if you, if you kill this Kobe, you kill kombucha. There's, oh. there's no, there's no drink there. So we wanted to make sure that that was a priority. Uh,
1: Shelf-stable.
2: Shelf Shelf-stable. Uh, we also wanted to make sure that we understood that the community wanted something that was sugar-free. We, people wanted... There are certain uh, characteristics that people are looking for. So how can we accomplish that in our flavors? Yeah. How how can we
1: uh, develop something that it tastes really good, that helps people with their ratios? So so when, we, when it came to the kombucha side of things, we had to immerse ourselves in, like, how do you make kombucha? What, what happens... Uh, in that process, mm-hmm. first fermentation, second fermentation, um, it's it's so dynamic that um, and then the, w- what I brought up with the emulsification, for instance, you could do that with syrups and with um, sugars, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really work if you're trying to keep your alcohol low after bottling or right. F two. So right. so we what we we're now we're using a, um, a essentially a. A tree sap, uh, gum arabic, acacia sap. It's a beautiful, wonderful organic emulsifier. Mm-hmm. It uh, add, we add that in uh, before we add the flavor,
0: and voila, you got a so so. It, I mean, I'll talk about it from a yeah. home brewer's perspective. I make my two to four gallons in the continuous brew containers, and it comes out. I very rarely do secondary fermentation, but well, I it. know if I wanted to throw some. Uh, pineapple or chop up some fruits and throw them in there some mint, I can let it, and it will have that flavour, what you're saying is with your flavours, I presume they're quite concentrated yes. so there's a ratio, small lower, but lower, lower ratio, ratio yeah. and you would you would, ins- you would typically want people to add it like I did. I hope I related it right. After I finished fermenting. So I've got my kombucha. It's doesn't, not the sugar tea anymore. It's, it's fermented. Yeah. And then I add the, I add brooch. Is that how it works? You, you
1: would add, so the usage rate is about a quarter of a percent. So that's oh. about one, um, a, a, about five drops in, uh, in a, 500, or okay. 5 drops in a, in a, th- in action notes, 5 drops in a thousand is very, very low. You, you yep. need, um, and then that is also one of our, I think, things that we learned is how low we want the usage rate to be. Right. Um, because if it's over flavored, it doesn't taste right. It, you'll lose right. the, the correct note. So and in your 5 gallons, yeah. you just put in, uh, about
0: that, 10 mil, 10-15 uh, milliliters. 10-15 kind of mil. And then when I then, Put it in a bottle and I put it in the refrigerator. Is that flavor stable for a good while or does it, does it like after a given period of time?
1: So, unlike a fruit juice, which then becomes consumed by the SCOBY, Mm -hmm. the flavor concentrates are just the, it's very efficient because it's only the compounds that make the flavor. Mm -hmm. And so, there's nothing, uh, typically in that, in that, um, collection of compounds, there's nothing that's going to be changed further. So, it's not like, um, you know, when you take your tea out, the, the tea gets consumed a little bit by mm-hmm. the SCOBY, and it can become new things, and mm-hmm. you'll find new flavors from different varieties of tea. Yeah. But when you just have the extract, uh, and you add it even prior to a bottle conditioning of F2... Right. You will, it'll be shelf stable and you won't, as long as the cap is on there, you, you shouldn't You're lose not any, losing of the, any of the,
0: because no. it's not evaporating yeah, off. and we
2: found a really good consistency in the, in the flavor profile, yeah. even like after it has been bottled for a while. So just yeah.
0: list what is, you said 12, we will to go through them all, but what are some, some flavors that people could, uh, go to your site? And before we go any further, how do they find out about you? What's your website? Oh, brooch.com, B-R-E-W-C-H. Dot com, .com and yeah. Is there online ordering? Or? Yep, we
1: have online ordering. We've, we've had our products on Amazon in the past, just to kind of uh, get some feedback. We might go back on there in terms of making them available on Amazon, mm-hmm. but uh, right now just through our own website is, is preferred.
0: And, and, okay, so if people want to know more, you've told us the website brewch.com what can they find there uh, especially the home brewers yes
2: yeah, so, i mean you can have a little bit of information about our flavors what we do and How some I of the them how to use them we have something that we call the brooch flavoring system it will explain to you how to use it how to use the emulsifiers before the flavoring you could also find the lineup of all the flavors if you're wanting to purchase something in the bigger scale mm-hmm. go there you can select any other sizes you could also uh, find another menu in which you can uh, request free samples
0: oh wow so you get a free sample kit of all full the flavors line. we all flavors team-pack. We
1: love the feedback from our customers because we're always trying to improve our product. We we it's it's in I can't express how invaluable it is to get the actual honest uh, criti- critique from someone that is brewing kombucha themselves. Whether you're DIY or whether you're a commercial brewer, so send us a note. So tell us that if you're if you're brewing kombucha at home. We would love to send you flavoring. Maybe pay the shipping. Maybe not. We'd just be happy to send you okay, some. Well, thanks a lot, guys,
0: and good luck thank growing you so your business. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit BoochNews.com.